Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are locked on Giants, your daily podcast on the New York Giants. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants. Game day here in Minnesota, and I am coming to you from Minneapolis. We're a few hours away from kickoff of Monday Night Football, Giants-Vikings 2-1 versus 3-0. Of course, Locked On Giants, I am your host, Art Stapleton, we are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network. I work for The Record in northern New Jersey, covering the Giants. You can find all of my coverage on NorthJersey.com and elsewhere on the USA Today Network. And it's almost game time. Giants, Vikings, some of you asked for a preview show, so here you go. Uh, we got some things to watch for tonight. Uh, let me update you on the uh, injured players and what I think their status will be this evening. Uh, first off, Rashad Jennings is listed as questionable. He missed last week's game, was actually inactive against the Redskins. He has a left thumb injury. Uh, he has practiced on a limited basis this week, and I do not believe Jennings will be in the starting lineup. I don't even believe he will be active tonight. I think the Giants are doing their best to get Jennings uh, ready, but he still has swelling in that left thumb. When I talked to Rashad on Friday, uh, he expressed uh, not so much frustration, but uh, also knowing where he's at as far as gripping the football, catching the football. Uh, he's made progress this week. But I don't think with an issue of ball security against this kind of defense in Minnesota uh, that Rashad Jennings is a valuable option, or a viable option, rather, uh, to be out on the field. So if, if it's Jennings, if you're asking me, I say he's down uh, and not up. The only way he would be up and active would be as if they want him just in case of emergency. Uh, I think it's going to be the Orleans Darkwa and Bobby Rainey show tonight. Maybe his sprinkle of Paul Perkins, the fabulous fifth-round rookie uh, from UCLA who's still trying to get his feet under him in the NFL. Uh, I think the, all three of those guys will be active and in the mix, uh, but it's going to be Darkwa and Rainey, uh, and I, I don't think Jennings will be active tonight, uh, and that'll be his second straight game missed. Now, obviously, the cornerback situation... Dominique rogers Camardi and Eli Apple uh, both have progressed somewhat. Apple has a hamstring. I think he's the least likely uh, of those players on the bubble to play tonight. Uh, I just think it makes no sense to, to risk further injury to his hamstring. Uh, you need to give him at least a week to heal. Uh, we know how tricky those hamstrings can be. 
uh, and the last thing you need in that spot is to have Apple go out there, tweak it again, and now he's out for an extended period of time. You're already dealing with other injuries in the secondary that we will get to in a second. Uh, but I'd say Apple, he's listed as doubtful. I think that's about as close to out as you can possibly be without that distinction. So I'm expecting Apple uh, to give it a go this week in practice and to see if he can get ready to face Aaron Rodgers and the passing attack of the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau primetime on Sunday night. I do not expect to see Eli Apple tonight in uniform against the Vikings. Dominique rodgers Cromartie, I believe, has a better chance than Apple does. Uh, he has not practiced, but he's only listed as questionable. So it gives the Giants a way to, to get him in uniform Maybe if they feel as though his groin has progressed to the point where he can contribute, uh, they give him a handful of plays, he comes in in certain packages, and because they are thin in the back, uh, maybe they, they can have DRC uh, play a little bit and not tax himself too much. Uh, personally, I, I, I'm not going to punt the game tonight, certainly. I believe the Giants do have an opportunity to compete in this game. Uh, and potentially win, uh, but they're going to need to play their best game of the season, their best game of the season without DRC Apple uh, in the secondary is going to be difficult. Uh, maybe the Giants give DRC an opportunity to show in the pre- pregame whether or not he can go and how effective he can be. The last thing you want to do is put DRC uh, in the same situation as Eli Apple. If he goes out there and he's ineffective, and then he can further injure himself. You need corners next week against Green Bay. You're going to Aaron Rodgers' house, and you're going to have to guard the likes of Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb uh, and the other weapons that Green Bay has. Uh, I think you're going to need all hands on deck from a cornerback position. Uh, So I'm looking at next week for DRC and Apple to be close to 100%. Uh, I I would not expect right now, I don't expect either one of them to be on the field. What I do expect in the secondary, I think at at safety, you're going to see Landon Collins and rookie Andrew Adams, uh, undrafted free agent from UConn. Obviously, his claim to fame right now, other than being the first cousin of Jets running back Matt Forte, uh, is the personal foul penalty that cost him a little over $9,000 in a fine last week. Uh, it also cost his good friend Romeo Aquara uh, a blocked punt against the Redskins, really swung the momentum away from the Giants and to the Redskins in that moment uh, in the fourth quarter. So uh, Adams has an opportunity to redeem himself tonight. I think he'll be in in base defense. I think if the Giants can, I think they'll use Leon Hall, uh, the veteran corner, and... Uh, his specialty is kind of inside uh, in covering the slot and the nickel spot. I think they'll use Hall as more of a free safety in uh, second and long, third and long situations, which were more pass-obvious uh, situations. Maybe they move in another, an extra linebacker to be on the field. Uh, maybe they'll move in uh, Hall, at, have him at safety, have Andrews, Uh, Andrew Adams at the other safety, move Landon Collins up into kind of a nickel linebacker situation remains to be seen. But I think outside a corner, 
I think you'll end up seeing Janoris Jenkins and Trevin Wade. Trevin Wade made a big statement in the preseason finale against the Patriots. If you recall, Tom Brady played the entire first half. Wade played outstanding, really earned his spot on this roster. Uh, he was a little shaky last week getting thrust into the into the game when DRC and Apple went out. I expect a better Trevin Wade tonight uh, against the Vikings. I also expect Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins to follow Stephon Diggs, the Vikings star receiver, uh, all over the field, or at least as much as he shadowed Des Bryant in week one. Uh, that's what Jenkins is here for, and especially with no DRC, uh, I would think Jenkins and Diggs will be a matchup to watch all over the field. So some of the things going into tonight that I would keep an eye on, I think the Giants have to play with a sense of urgency, and not just because of what happened last week, but because of what lies ahead. Over the next four weeks, beginning tonight, the combined record of the opponents that they will see is 11-3. That includes the Vikings, the Packers, at home against the Ravens, and in, in London against the suddenly streaking Rams, who are now 3-1, and one, having won three in a row after an embarrassing loss on opening night to San Francisco. So a couple things to watch for in addition to what we've already spoken about. Do the Vikings have Eli Manning's number? Well, in seven career starts against Minnesota, Eli is 2-5. and five. He's completed just 54.1% of his passes with five touchdowns and 14 interceptions. That includes a four-interception game in 2005 and a three-interception game last December when the Giants were blown out in Week 16, 49-17. Now, a humorous moment this week with Eli in the locker room. He was asked uh, if he believes in the idea that a, a team can have a certain player's number or vice versa, a player has a better career numbers against a team, no matter who's on that defense. Uh, and Eli said, I, I don't think anybody has my phone number on the Vikings. Maybe Linval, meaning former Giants defensive tackle and current notes tackle for the Vikings, Linval Joseph. He said, I'm trying to think if I have anybody's number, maybe somebody, I'm sure. I think I have Sam Bradford's number. He's got my number. I'll look through my phone and get back to you on that one. So Eli really deadpanned and kind of turned it into a joke, tried to show some of his dry humor. But the reality is Manning has not performed well against the purple, regardless of who's wearing the purple. Uh, I think, you know, you need Eli to come with his best tonight, uh, and I think he will. The other aspect of this is the Giants' big three wide receivers, Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard, and of course, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, this time last year, well, December last year here in Minnesota, the Giants' starting wide receivers were Hakeem Nix, Ruben Randall, and Dwayne Harris. Of those three, Harris is the only one still in the league, and he's a special teams ace for the Giants right now. He's only had five offensive snaps this season. Uh, of course, Beckham last year, You'll remember he was suspended for this game against the Vikings for what happened against Josh Norman and the Panthers the previous week. Victor Cruz was recovering from calf surgery, and Sterling Shepard was getting Oklahoma ready for the college football playoffs just days later. So Beckham hasn't reached the end zone yet this season. He's coming off a seven-catch, 121-yard outing 
in which the kicking net on the Giants' sideline offered more uh, defense against him or had a better chance of stopping him than Norman did. Uh, I really believe, and I've said it on previous episodes of Locked on Giants, that had Beckham not swung his hat, uh, swung his helmet at the kicking net and the Giants won the game, we would be talking about how Odell Beckham Jr. handled himself between the lines and how he dominated Josh Norman when the game was on the line. So no team in the NFL can deal with all three weapons that the Giants have very easily. So it's very important for Manning to get the football into his playmakers' hands. This is on Ben McAdoo and Eli Manning to call the right plays in order to get those three players in the right position uh, to make plays. You know, this is the kind of game where Odell Beckham Jr. can break off a 70-yard touchdown and silence this crowd at US, U.S. Bank Stadium. It's imperative that the Giants get off to a good start tonight uh, in one of the loudest buildings. I've been told uh, by several people who cover the Packers when they were here two weeks ago for the season opener. Uh, it is a open press box indoors, so it's going to be very loud. I'm anxious to hear what, what that sounds like. Uh, my colleague Tara Sullivan at The Record did a column on TJ Clemmings. He's a local kid from Teaneck, went to University of Pittsburgh, uh, actually went to the same high school as Victor Cruz, Patterson Catholic, uh, which is now closed. But Clemmings told Tara that how loud is it? Well, he said the next day he was still hearing kind of the ringing in your ears about how loud that building was. So uh, it's going to be loud tonight, and I think the Giants really have to handle that early on. I do believe they're at an advantage because they don't have to change their offense. All of a sudden they don't have to start coming up with silent counts. Uh, this is something that they've done since Ben McAdoo's offense was installed. Uh, two previous years against Tom uh, under Tom Coughlin. So maybe the Giants have that opportunity. We know there's a, a huge amount of pressure that's going to be applied on the Giants' offensive line. I believe Bobby Hart will start at right tackle. Uh, I think Will Beatty will be the backup. Uh, if Hart can play well tonight, I think he solidifies his spot there, regardless of what happens to Marshall Newhouse going forward uh, as far as his calf injury goes. Um, it needs to be a big bounce back for Weston Richburg at center. Uh, he's going up against Linval Joseph. Joseph has a sack in each of the three games, and he's not really known as a pass rusher. He's a run stopper first. Uh, so that's going to be a huge matchup for Richburg. And I also think at left tackle, Eric Flowers going up against Everson Griffin, uh, the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. He had three sacks of Cam Newton last week. Uh, Flowers needs to come up with an A game tonight. He can't let Griffin wreck the game, uh, and Griffin is certainly talented enough to do that. Only three other players in the NFL have more sacks than Griffin uh, since 2014. It's J.J. Watt, Justin Houston, and then I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember who the third one was, uh, but trust me, it was a, a very good player. That is, uh, and I've mentioned it on Lockdown Giants, so if you guys have listened to previous episodes, you know who, who number three was. But um, that's just the way, uh, the way things are. You know, I'm going to have to look now so you can bear with me. I can pull off the uh, looking into my files to find out who Griffin was 
I feel like I'm uh, I'm doing a radio show now, trying to find the information. I don't know why it slipped my mind about uh, Sachs. Uh, so it's J.J. Watt, uh, Justin Houston, and... Da, 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 da. Did I find it? Still haven't found it. So I'll have to find it for you, and I'll mention it to you next... Uh, Next episode, and we'll we'll talk about it. Maybe we're talking about how uh, the Giants did a collective great effort against Everson Griffin to slow him down uh, and to really make a big difference as far as where they're at. Um, I, I just I think it's one of those things where if the Giants can can hold off the pass rush at least a little early on, I would expect some Bobby Rainey. Uh, I think. Rainey's ability in place of Shane Vereen to run screens. I think Rainey is a very difficult guy to stop uh, in the screen game. Uh, so the Giants haven't been effective running screens, but I do think that Rainey, that could be an interesting component tonight, especially with the pressure that the Vikings are going to bring up front. And I just found the uh, the third guy from Everson Griffin. I'm not really sure how I can actually forget this guy. He's only the reigning Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. Uh, so only J.J. Watt, Von Miller, and Justin Houston of the Chiefs have more sacks than Everson Griffin since 2014. So at this point, some more numbers. You know, all we talk about this week are more targets, more targets for, for Odo Beckham Jr., Victor Cruz, and Sterling Shepard. Well, that trio is combined for 46 catches, 708 yards, and three touchdowns in three games. None of those touchdowns uh, belong to Beckham. Cruz has one. Shepard has one. Uh, Shepard has two. Um, and I think at this point, it'll be very interesting to see how the Vikings try to take those receivers away. And if they single up Odell Beckham Jr., I would expect OBJ uh, to get out of the gates early. Uh, and the Giants will try to ride their star a little bit indoors and try to quiet the crowd uh, in Minnesota. Uh, my pick for tonight, uh, I picked the Vikings 17-13. Uh, I think it'll be a hard-fought game. Uh, if the Giants can force some takeaways and protect the football, uh, I truly believe that they will have a chance to win this game at some point. I watched all day yesterday one of the benefits of being home for a Monday night football game during a Sunday is that we actually get to watch more football. Uh, you know, the average fan doesn't appreciate the idea that we watch usually one game a week, uh, and that's usually the team that we're covering. Uh, so yesterday I was able to watch some football, and, you know, there is no transitive property in the NFL. Week to week, things change. You know, no one would have predicted Atlanta blowing out Carolina. Uh, you know, the way Dallas has rebounded, you know, Cleveland gave Washington all it can handle. Uh, there are games, you know, Rams going to Arizona and winning. For those of you who do knockout pools, that was a monster, monster knockout uh, in, in the pool with the Cardinals losing at home. Uh, no one would have predicted that Cardinals and the Panthers, the two best teams in the NFC coming into the season, would both be sitting at one and three. So it's a big game for the Giants. I think uh, they're going to have opportunities to play well and and really surprise in this game. Uh, I think next week will be very interesting against Green Bay. Uh, but at this point, it's all hands on deck tonight. Anyone who can play is going to play. 
I think the Giants will have uh, will have opportunities. It'll just be interesting to see if they can do enough offensively, especially up front, to give Eli Manning time uh, to work to his three best receivers because I don't think there's any team in the league that can cover those three consistently uh, and keep them out of the end zone. This is it's really been a weird situation that Beckham hasn't scored yet, and he's overdue for a monster performance. So that about does it for today's preview. Tune in tonight, Monday night, Monday Night Football, Giants, Vikings. Uh, and then I will be back with you tomorrow's a travel day for me. So I'll get locked up Giant, locked on Giants posted as quickly as possible. But it probably won't be until later Tuesday evening. Uh, so we will. I will, of course, send out a link on Twitter when I get the opportunity to post our show for tomorrow which is already october 4th boy october 3rd today october 4th tomorrow season's going by fast so here we go first quarter of the season and the giants have an opportunity to be at three and one two and two is not terrible uh especially if they play well tonight and lose but if they don't play well i know there's going to be a lot of you on the ledge wanting to know what's wrong with the giants Uh, and a lot of the same old giants story well, it's entertaining to watch, and let's see uh, how they close it out. So, again, thanks for listening to Locked On Giants on the Locked On Podcast Network. See you tomorrow. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Dice. With over 70,000 tech jobs and career resources like their salary predictor, Dice is the free way to hack your career in tech. Visit dice.com slash can you hack it for more info.